Today's show is pre-recorded. Show will. A good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to the voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. You know, this week I just been on it. So today is no different. I'm telling you, I've just reinvigorated myself. I'm, I'm more determined to share the principles of success. I'm more determined to help and guide and teach as many people as I can the things that I've learned. And I mean, man, I've been through it. I have really been through it. I kid you not. You know, I used to say, okay, God, you know, why is all this happening to me? But as I've gotten older, I understand that was the ingredients. I needed the ingredients to be this cake. I needed all those ingredients stirred up. I need all of that different flavors, the stuff that I didn't think tastes so good. All that stuff had to come into the bowl in order for me to get to where I am today. As much as I did not like the taste of the ingredients, little did I know God was making this cake, not me. But what he did was, and you've heard the old saying, God could turn lemons into lemonade. Well, that's what he was doing. Now, at the time, it all had a little funky lemonade, lemony flavor to it with some other stuff in it, too. I didn't care for it, but little did I know that I needed everything that happened to me to happen to me in the exact order that it happened in the exact array of things that happened for me to have the knowledge I have today, the experience, the attitude, so I could turn around and share that information. Okay. Got that out the way? This is what I want to give to you today. I want you to understand something. That discipline 
determines your destiny, not your desire. Discipline determines your destiny, not your desire. You've heard me say this how many times on the show? Okay, here we go again, Steve. I got it. Faith without works is dead. But let me tell you something. To be a hard worker, you got to be disciplined. That's one of the hardest lessons I'm trying to get through to my sons. You're going to throw yourself down a cliff if you're not a young man or a man that possesses discipline. Because they got something for undisciplined people. They got some street laws for undisciplined people. And they got some federal laws and state laws for undisciplined people. See, that's why them signs is outside on the freeway. We're going to let you go fast, but 70 is the limit. 70 fast enough, really. If you're disciplined enough of a person to leave your house at the time you're supposed to leave your house, 70 miles per hour is absolutely enough. But if you're an undisciplined person, if you don't have the wherewithal to leave your house on time, to get ready to go where you want to go, see, the desire is where you want to go. The discipline is how you get there. You understand, you can want to go to see your family in California all you want, but the flight leaves at 1.18. You leave your house at 12.30. They told you you must check in one hour before your flight. Now, if you ain't got the discipline to get to the airport to check in one hour before your flight, leaving your house 45 minutes before the flight departs, what you think going to happen? Your desire to go see your family in L.A. is going to be thwarted because you lack the discipline to prepare yourself and get yourself ready to do the things that you have to do to make your desires come true. I'm telling you, discipline determines your destiny, not your desire. You can write down a list of stuff you want to do all day, but if you don't produce and show the discipline necessary to get there, what you think going to happen? Huh? Okay. I want to be rich. Okay, I want to make 400000 a year. Okay, I want to be the best player that there is. Okay, but you don't want practice. See, the cat that's disciplined enough to show up at practice, the shooting jumpers when everybody going home, that's the guy that's going to be the best. The guy that's never late for practice, the guy that studied the playbook, that's the guy that's going to make it. Not the guy that's talking crack. I'm stalking that smack. I'm going to make the Pro Bowl. I'm going to make the All-Star team. I'm going to be All-American. That's just what you're saying. But discipline determines your destiny not your desire. So now let's talk about this discipline. What is that really, Steve? That's your work ethic. That's your hunger. That's your will. Discipline is how hard you're willing to demonstrate the attributes and the traits to be what you want to be. Did you hear me? It is your willingness to conduct yourself in a manner that is above and beyond what they say is necessary. Now, this is a good example right here. Now, you can want to be in the NFL all you want, but they got this thing called the NFL Combines where they bring in some of the top players at every position to come in and they're going to run a 40-yard dash. They're going to do a standing broad jump. They're going to do a standing uh, vertical leap. They're going to do drills running drills, cutting drills. They can determine if a linebacker got stiff hips 
by making him backpedal, point him in one direction and throw the football in another direction? How does he turn his body? Now, you can say, you can tell everybody at your college you want to play pro football. You can tell everybody at your high school, you can tell them in peewee you want to play pro football. But they got tests for you, though. It's called the combine. Now, you get out here and you have a bad combine day, ain't nobody trying to hit that. Let me tell you how excuses don't work with people when they're just trying to get, when they're trying to win. In the NFL, the fact that you had a bad day at the combine and you don't run your best 40s and you keep telling them you could do better, they don't want to hear that. Because, see, what ain't nobody going to pay you for is to play on Sunday, and that's one of your bad days. We paying you to play on Sundays. But because you keep having these bad days, because you ain't disciplined enough to put in the work to make sure that your maximum can be called upon at any time. Now, you at the combine with some slow times that go on your record. You at the combine, you don't jump as high as you did when you was at the gym class. Well, hold up, man. This is show day. Now, in the NFL, Sunday is show day. What they can't run the risk of is paying you your money and your bad day happened to be on Sundays after we done cut your check. No, no, no. We looking for people who limit them bad days, who got the discipline to work hard, to make an effort for it. You understand what I'm saying to you folks? Please understand this. Discipline determines your destiny, not your desire. You can want it all you want, but if you ain't working, if you ain't grinding, if you ain't hurting, if you ain't sweating real bad, if you always somewhere got to chill, you got to have a cold one. You got to smoke one. You got to do all them things. Can I tell you something? You ain't going to make it. Discipline determines your destiny, not your desire. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is here. Another day, another blessing, another gift. That's why they call it the present, because it's a gift. We are living in the present. This is a gift from God, and you made it. Congratulations to everybody. Good morning, Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Mississippi Monica, that doggone junior, Kill Spates, and the legend, Nephew Tommy. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> All right, Junior, what's on your mind? Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, you know, uh, I saw you on Judge Steve, man, the other night. And that father-son uh-huh. case, man, had me hollering, boy. That father-son case. Uh-huh. Was it some days you don't want to be a parent? What? Oh, it's a lot of days. It's a lot of I don't want to be one now. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't want to be one now. And you know what I thought? I thought after they got to a certain age that uh, you would have to parent less. You do have to parent less, but the situations are far more critical. Yes, that's, that's the disturbing. That's a disturbing thing about it. It's when they do ask you for something, you be going, "Woo, what?" That's a doozy, huh? You know, oh, they coming. Ain't no, can I use the car? Ain't no, you know. I mean, it'd be real life situations, and it's always something that I told them would happen. On a serious note, I made some mistakes as parenting. But, you know, parenting don't come with a manual. I made mistakes as a parent. But for the most part, I had to stop and really give myself some credit. And I want all parents to do this. Give yourself a break. Give yourself some credit. Because you did fine. 
You did just fine. What they did was went off and got themselves in some adult situations and made some adult decisions out mm. on childlike behavior and childlike experience, and then oh. all of a sudden, it's reflection on you as a parent. No, it's not. Don't make me cry. No, really, Boy. it's not. And take yourself off the guilt list. You did the best you could do it with what you could do. Bishop Ooh, Jakes I was, on the was guilt talking list. the other day about being a father. He said, being a father, man, is hard. You can never get it 100. If you're the breadwinner of the family, if you're always home, that's not a good sign. Hmm. But then if you gone to make the money, then you can't be there. And if you there, you ain't making the money to take care of everybody. So what do you do? And a lot of times women get put in those same positions because they're single women, single mothers. And then they got to go off and make money and do decisions. Now you a little lock key kid. Now you mad because your mama wasn't there for you when you was a child. Well, she was working. Your ignorant ass and went off and made some stupid ass decision. Now you sit up here talking about I ain't no good ass parent. How about you was a ragged-ass child? How about that? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start putting blame where it belongs. You was a raggedy-ass child. (laughs) Thank you, Junior, for allowing me to have that moment. Go ahead, Rock. That's no problem. I feel better now, Steve. Thank you, because I was almost near tears. (laughs) Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, we're going to start the show off with Nephew Tommy's Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, to start your morning off, uh, here is the nephew with Run That Prank Back. What you got, Neff? I need a reference. I need a reference. Let's go, cat dog. Uh, hello? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to reach Scotty, please. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Hey, 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 Scotty, how you doing, man? I'm trying to actually get a uh, uh-huh. a reference for, for Monica. Monica? Oh, you're talking about Monica's... My my ex wife? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get a reference uh, on her if possible. Oh, okay. So was she applying for a job? She trying to go to work now? Uh, no. This reference is actually for like a relationship. Uh, a relationship? Say, say, hold up, hold up, oh boy. Wait a minute. Relationship? You you talking about a job relationship? No, 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 no. See, what, what this here is is that I'm I'm finna actually start dating Monica on the regular. And I'm calling you for a reference. Whoa, 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 get... whoa, whoa. Oh, boy, hold up. Wait a minute. Who, who did you say this is? And how you get my <laughs> My name's Philip, man. My name's Philip. I got your number out of Monica's phone. Check this out, Phil. You don't need to call me with <laughs> Whatever you and Monica got going on, y'all need to go on and deal with that. No, 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 no. I, I got that, brother. Hear me out, though. Hear me out. What I'm trying to say is, is that I figured if I could get a reference and figure out what kind of person she is and get get a, you know, kind of get a background so you can kind of tell me what kind of person, her good points, her bad qualities, the whole night. See, it might save me some time from being in a long relationship if I know what to look for, what's good say, and what's bad. Man, say, say, homeboy, homeboy, I know, I know I'm not listening to this. I was married 12 years. Ain't nobody give me no rest, so don't call me asking for no like that. If you got number for Monica, you and Monica need to forget my Okay, but hold up, hold up, bro. Like I say, man, I'm just trying to figure out. Hold up. I'm trying to figure out the good qualities and bad qualities. Like, you know, do she want to cook? You know, is she good in the bedroom? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to know. I'm trying to just know. What to look for, dog? That's all, man. I ain't trying to come at you, man. Look, oh, but I just can't believe calling another about some 
I don't have her no more. Only thing I have to deal with is my child. You know what I'm saying? And you most definitely don't need to be around now, say, dude, I got to go. Okay, 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 but can you give me a good reference on it? That's all I'm trying to get out of you. Man, the, re- the reference is don't dial my number ever again. And when I talk to Monica, me and her, but, hey, you ain't going to have to worry about a relationship with Monica. You know what I'm saying? Okay, 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 hold up, man. Let me go and break this to you. First of all, me and Monica then dated for the last year off and on. We just finna get serious. Whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, dude. The last year? Man, this woman just got a divorce a few months ago. Oh, so you that who must have messed up my thing, man. Look, look, I ain't calling that the reason why y'all broke up. I don't have nothing to do with that. I don't have nothing to do with that. Look here. Oh, so you that slick say, man, why don't you slide your little slick back under that rock that you slid from under. Hey, 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 dog, I can slide right on back under the rock you talking about. But what I'm trying to ask you is this right here, man. Hey, dog, can you just give her brother some references, man? Something I can look out for, some signs that, that she's going to The reference I'm going to give you is when you don't have enough money, when she want that $1,200 bag, don't call me for that. When she needs some more money for this, oh, well, baby, I just gave you my check. What the don't mean nothing. And are you pull up your bank account? Ain't no money in that. That's the reference your need. Ain't I need to hear from you. Especially if you who was around with my wife while while we was married. Talking about married. Hold up. The reference is I'm gonna find your. I'm gonna call Monica and I'm gonna track down. Then yeah, give you a reference. Then yeah, yeah, I give you a reference then face to face. Hey, dog, I ain't trying to have no altercation with you, man. Oh, boy, you must have been trying to have something. You dialing my number. Okay, okay dog, let me, okay, one more question, man, and then I'm going to be out your house. I just, like I said, I just wanted a few things and know some background on them. Man, you, you out of questions, homeboy. You out of questions. Hey, man, I want everything to run smooth, dog, but I want us to have a good understanding. Do you have a problem, man, with, with, with your little girl calling me daddy? What did you just ask? You asked me about my daughter. Hey, 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 calm down, dude. Calm. I'm calm as I'm going to be. You ask about mine. This is about mine. Hey, dog, I'm just I asking nigga here. You around time. I will come in. Homeboy, look, I'm going to find because you a bad. You missed the bad. You dial number. Not only you got that, but man, you talking about time. I'm just asking, do you mind if she called hey, me daddy, Homeboy, look here, man. That child there, her name cannot come out your mouth. You hear what I'm saying? Say, man, this man, I, I, I don't have time, but I'm going to call that Monica, and I'm going to get your Yeah, I'm going to get you. I'm out of here. You want Why is you calling me back? Scotty, 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 I'm trying to tell you something. Why are you dialing my number I'm just trying to tell you something. Homeboy, you don't have nothing to tell me, homeboy. No, I want to say, Scotty, just listen to me, man. I want to say this. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your brother Brian got me to prank phone call you. Hey, man, it's who? (laughs) It's Scotty, Scotty, this is Tommy, man. Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your brother Brian got me to prank phone call you. Say, man. Man. <laughs> oh, well, I'm about to go, man. Hey, dude, I'm about to go ballistic over here, man. Hey, Brian got one coming, though. <laughs> oh, man. You all right, man? Yeah, yeah. Say, man. <laughs>
Tommy, man, I, 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 I'm glad you were playing, man, because talk about my little girl. Oh, boy, Brian, no, it, it's it's going to be on in his world, man. I'll go. Dude, Brian, Brian go got you, man. He got you good, dog. Hey, man, one more thing, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Man, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> I am stupid. Really? Sing it. Yes, you are. You is stupid. Oh, by far. You is stupid. Glad you finally agree. Oh, I've been calling you stupid. Now you agree with me. Hey! <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Neff. Coming up next, it is Ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, uh, Steve is still trending. Steve Harvey, that is, is still trending from his appearance on Ellen. Tyler Perry <laughs> announces Medea is coming back uh, with a new special called Home <laughs> Homegoing, is it? Uh, and some sad news, fashion icon, 73-year-old Leon Talley has passed away. Our condolences, of course, going out to his family. We'll talk what? about these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, it is time for Ask the CLO. Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building with your love questions, for your love questions. Rhonda in Denver writes, uh, my parents have been married for 27 years, and my father moved out of the house before Christmas. He and my mom had a big argument, and he wants to call it quits. They've argued all of my life, so I can't imagine why he wants to leave now. My mother is expecting a miracle, but he is dead set against going back. How do I break it to her nicely that her marriage is over? Mm. He didn't. He didn't move out. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you? What are? You, why are you breaking it to her nicely? L- listen to what you said. Your mother is praying. For a miracle. Well, listen to me. <laughs> Once you start praying for a miracle, you already know that the situation <laughs> you're in is dismal. Once <laughs> you it once you looking for a miracle. So your mama know you ain't gotta yes, break this to her. He done moved out for Christmas. He what? Skip mistletoe, jingle bells, eggnog, fruitcake. <laughs> Damn that. Fruitcake. I don't want your package. I don't want nothing. Don't nobody like fruitcake. Don't. I don't. I don't know nobody like fruitcake. What is them green things that's in it? I ain't never. Seen it. I can't stand it. What is that green stuff to be in? Why is it in here? Put this fruitcake in this can. Put this back in this can and quit setting it out on the table. I ain't never seen nobody cut the fruitcake. Anyway, he didn't want none of that. Nothing. No. So done. he he don't want your gift. He moved out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. When a man yeah. move out for Christmas, he done moved into a place. He ain't got no tree. He ain't got no lights up. All he wanted to do was have peace. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to break nothing to your mama. She know. Mm-hmm. Tell your, be no miracle. Tell your mm-hmm. mama August Jesus will be back he, before him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. That's probably what happened. All right. That's probably probably a true statement. (laughs) Moving on to Anonymous in Philly. Anonymous writes, I'm in a long-distance relationship with my girl. 
and my girl visits me often besides uh, because she flies free. She popped up on me this past weekend and I wasn't home. Mm-hmm. She didn't call me or say a word, but she was sitting in my bed when I got home the next morning around God. 7 a.m. I told her I passed out drunk at my friend's house, but I had on shorts and flip-flops, and it was snowing here. She's not trying to hear my excuses. How do I get out of this one? Hmm, interesting. Hey, dog, let me ask you a question. When you came in the house at 7 a.m. with them shorts and them (laughs) flip-flops. Snowing. Well... Was you coming from? <laughs> All I can say is, now when you said you passed out at a friend's house, mm-hmm. do you live in an apartment? Mm. Was you downstairs, <laughs> upstairs? Where was you at with these shorts and these flip flops on? Because <laughs> that sounds like walking dust. Yeah. See, hello. Ah, yeah. he, ah, he needs you to get it. him out of this one. <clears throat> well, hear what you do. Come on. I want to hear it. When you get in a situation like this, dog, listen to me. The best defense is a good offense. Yeah. Now we're talking. The bigger question has to be, Mm -hmm. why is you in here in my bed at 7 a.m.? That's the deal. Yes, flip this thing. (laughs) And you got to make that the issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, give us some examples. He he wrote to you. Like, right now, this is days later. So what you got to do is this right here. And you know what? I've been thinking about this. And you know what? For a person to constantly disrespect my wishes and just pop in on me without telling me, I just, that that ain't what I'm really looking for. Because it just makes me think that there's Uh some trust trust issues that you're having. And the fact that I can't come and go freely without having to feel like I'm constantly being checked, that's really not the type of relationship I would look at. So, I want to just step back from this for a little bit. Come on, boy. And let yeah, you it. decide. Do it. You know, how you want to move forward in our relationship in terms of trust. Because I trust you. I, yeah. You come into my place, and I trust you. But this type of thing right here just, just reeks of distrust for me. And mm. I've done nothing, nothing to deserve this type come of distrust. Come on. Well, well, yeah. well, didn't she write the right person? You better yeah. see L.O. If up she's, in here. Yeah. If she's come on, Chloe. That's along good. With that, yeah. that, Make that me proud. No. Uh-huh. That's, that's, a, that's it, a, I'm sorry automatic. I'm so sorry. Mm. <laughs> that's what that is. Well, you gotta, I, I you gotta get I this off you. I surprise you. That's why I came. And, How'd she get you know, in there, though? You got a key. And that's because yeah. I trust you. You're right. That's a but you're using it that's to good. surprise yeah. me. Uh-huh. And now all of a sudden, it's a lack of trust mm-hmm. on a person that I've showed the ultimate display of trust in by giving you a key. Now you popping up without saying. I, that's unbelievable to me. I can't. I just can't see myself. <laughs> you disgusted. I mean, uh, how do you walk out the room? Mm-hmm. You, you, you broke up with her, room? didn't you? <laughs> but walk out crying, though, Junior. my eyes. Yeah, yes, you're crying. Start crying? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Look, look at this. Wiping his ass. Emotions. You gotta have an emotion. Your whole hand got to. on your face, though. Uh, so. Got to walk up. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, anonymous, you wrote yeah. to the right person. Take that and run with it. All right. Uh, moving on to Kenitra in Charlotte. Kenitra writes, "I'm 30 years old, and I've been in an open relationship for most of my adult life." 
My boyfriend and I do not live together, so it's fine if I have company or if he has friends over. It gets awkward, though, if I have company and he wants to stick around and watch us being intimate. I never do that to him. Huh? So why is he being like this all of a sudden? Is is this jealousy or what? Mm. What do you what? care? <laughs> Y'all ain't got nothing. He don't want you. You in an open relationship. You just didn't know it was wide open. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's open. See, and so I don't, I don't. Yeah, you you in an open relationship. He wants yeah. to stick around and watch. Y'all ain't got nothing. Why is he like this all of a sudden? Why is he like what? Mm-hmm. What do you have? You have no barriers in your relationship. You have no rules. Y'all just two people that see each other and can go see who you want to see. Mm-hmm. What do you have? What? Why is he like this? Because <laughs> that's what you like. <laughs> you like open relationships. Well, let's open it all the way up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's get this thing open. <laughs> Wide open. <laughs> mm. Wide open. Open, 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 open. <laughs> Coming up. Yeah. At the top of the hour, thank you, CLO. We'll have some entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, so no matter how much a father likes his daughter's boyfriend, he doesn't want to see his baby girl engaging in PDA with him. He just doesn't. And, of course, Steve, you are no exception to this rule. Your daughter, Lori. This is about you, yeah. What is Your daughter Lori. It's a file. PDA. Files. Yeah, PDA. Oh, public display of affection. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, I thought oh, it was a bowling. Bowling. You thought it was what? Don't say that. Honey thought it was a bowling league. Yeah, I thought it was a DVD. I didn't know what it was. PDA. We're moving on. Your daughter Lori is currently dating Michael B. Jordan, the actor. So during an appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show, you were shown a photo of her sitting on Michael B. Jordan's lap. Take a listen. Uh, Look at that. That's happening in front of you? I've never seen that picture before. <laughs> Very uncomfortable with that picture right there. I'm not really feeling that picture. Mm. <laughs> I don't know where they got their picture from, but when she put it up on that big screen, I was mortified. <laughs> she was sitting on his lap for, what did you got your hand on her thigh for? Get your ass off my damn daughter. Steve, you <laughs> also said you, stuff, you do like Michael B. Jordan because he's a good that gift guy. giver. Take a listen. So he bought me this big uh, 100 uh, cigar box of the most most uh, hard-to-get cigars, 100 of them in this big box, and gave that to me. He gave my wife some skis. Who do that? <laughs> Only way you give your potential mother-in-law some skis is because you want her to be your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's on course. Wait. Yeah. 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 Not too many gave good, good gifts. gifts to Lori, but you meant yourself. You meant you and Marjorie. <laughs> oh, he got to give Lori good gifts, man. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I, cool. I just really am. But he's what? a good guy. And I'm pulling for him, you know. Yeah, like he got good family. I know his father. 
Uh-huh. Uh, we know the same people in there. He got he got good family. Man. He's a good dude. He he's really a cool dude, man. He really is. You know. Son-in-law material. And like I said on the Ellen show, you know, I still, huh? Son-in-law material. In What'd you future? say? I don't know that yet. I mean, you know, gotta wait and see. That's up to her. You know, uh. it's up to her and him. I hope they make it. If they don't, you know. <sighs> I'm just shit moving. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like I said on the show, you know, I done told him. I done threatened him. I really, I don't really see myself being you able to whip him. threatened him? Wait a minute, what? Oh, I, oh everybody gets threatened. <laughs> Dating the daughter. Oh, everybody, everybody gets threatened. Yeah. <laughs> I threaten everybody. Look, you can break up with them. You can stop speaking to her. All my daughters, you can quit speaking to them. You can stop mm-hmm. texting. You can leave them. You can walk out on them. You can do. You can do everything, but you can't put your hand on them. If you put your hand on them, I just got news for you. There's nowhere you can go. But I, I had this talk with him, but it wasn't really necessary. He ain't from that cut. But you know, like I, I still got my eye on him. But you know, I can't whoop him. I know. I already know that. I've oh, seen uh, all the Creed movies. I've, I ain't gonna I've be able to whoop him. But if, yeah, I saw the Creed movie. That's that's good enough for me. I I can't movies even act and like street I can fight that good. Two different things. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I can't even I can't even act that way no more. So what but I'm clear about it though. If you turn your back though, I'm gonna mm. knock your ass out. You uh-uh. believe that. Uh, I'm gonna get up behind you. Oh, ain't no doubt, ain't no doubt. I'm gonna get you. Ain't no you cut. in shape, but your eyeball your eyeball is not that in shape. No one's is. Your eyeball. Your eyeball anyway, is not that we're strong. moving on. In other entertainment news, Tyler Perry is bringing Medea back from retirement. He dropped the news with a hilarious promo poster resembling Beyonce's homecoming Netflix special. Home going. Uh, I want to thank my incredible moth hive. Tyler says, (laughs) Machella. Netflix coming soon. Tyler decided to revive the character of Medea to give fans a good laugh during these crazy times. He says, I was looking at the state of the world and how polarized it is. Nobody's laughing, he said. And I'm like, what tool do I have in my arsenal that can bring that kind of laughter? So there you go. So he's bringing Medea hmm. back, and I think it will. I think he's right. That would go yes. give everyone a laugh, a good laugh, a good belly laugh. The moth hive. No, mm-hmm. The beehive. The moth, the moth hive. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ongoing, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, uh, finally, some sad news from the fashion world. 73-year-old Andre Leon Talley has passed away. Mr. Talley was a towering figure, both literally and figuratively, in the world of fashion. He was six foot six. He was an icon that wrote about fashion, served as Vogue's news editor, creative director, and editor at large. Andre was instrumental in getting more models and fashion designers of color on the runway and in the magazines. At one point, he even served as a stylist for President and First Lady Michelle Obama. Uh, Perez, uh, President Barack Obama, our deepest condolences going out to the Talley family. You knew him, Steve? Yeah. I met him once. Met him I met him once. Met him at mm-hmm. Neiman Marcus at a, a jewelry show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And? Nice person. Yeah, well, I mean, mm-hmm. oh, heck of a nice guy. Yeah, very nice. Heck of a nice. He complimented me on what I had on, which is that's all I cared about. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he's Fashion like an idol. I said, oh man, what you had on. Dude, right there. Yeah, that was that. I felt terrific, man. After that, <laughs> right there, man. Yeah. That's all wow. I've ever met him once. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Rest in peace. Mm.
Andre Leon Talley. Well, coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, a special treat for our audience. We love this woman. CNN's Laura Coates will be our very special guest. She's going to tell us about her brand new book. It's called Just Pursuit, a black prosecutor's fight for fairness. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody. Our special guest this morning uh, is a CNN senior legal analyst. Uh, she's also a Sirius XM host. And uh, she was uh, she is a professor at uh, George Washington University School of Law. She's a former federal prosecutor and a civil rights attorney. And mm. to add to her stellar resume, she's also an author. And she's got a new book out, and it's called Just Pursuit, A Black Prosecutor's Fight for Fairness. Uh, we've invited her to the show to talk to us about this book called Just Pursuit. Please welcome to the show for the first time uh, one of the most respected legal analysts of our time on CNN. Please welcome for the first time, Miss Laura Coates. Welcome, welcome. Good morning, welcome. Good morning. I'm so happy to be with you all. How are you? (laughs) We're good. Laura, welcome to the show. First time for you. you. We've been waiting. Well, I am so happy to be here, and I'm so glad you called and so excited. I'm such a big fan of the show. I listen all the time, so it's funny to hear myself now on this program because I'm, I'm so giddy inside, <laughs> and I'm going to try not to fangirl and be respectable on this program. <laughs> <laughs> Mutual. Mutual, Laura. Hey, well, listen, Laura, we got a new book out. You wrote a book. It's called Just Pursuit, and uh, they're describing it as an urgent deeply personal and groundbreaking account of bias in the courtroom. Now, from, and all this is from your perspective as a black female federal prosecutor at the U.S. Department of Justice. So give us an overview of the book. So, you know, this is not the kind of book I think people expect for lawyers to write. They expect it to be something very stuffy, something you find in a law school classroom. But I intentionally made sure that it was a narrative memoir, that every chapter stands alone as its own separate episode for people to really understand not only what the law is, but what justice feels like, what justice really looks like, the ways in which justice creates injustice at times. And I take you through a journey of my own personal battles of allegiance, where you all know we don't have the luxury of shedding any facet of our identity at the door. I come in as a woman, a black woman, a mother, a wife. I come in as a civil rights advocate. And I'm immediately struck by the idea that I have the lived experience as a black woman. And yet the orders that I'm being given or the role I must play within the system are at complete odds and tension with what I am experiencing. And I walk you through from anything in terms of having to aid in the deportation to what mistaken identity really looks like on the front end to the idea of victim blaming of sexual assault survivors to what it's like to actually investigate voting discrimination. There are moments of triumph. There are moments of tragedy. There are moments of connected tissue that tells you, look, it's not a justice system. It's a legal system. But perhaps we can get to the pursuit of justice and actually catch it one day. And I write about all of it. Yes. Hey, Laura, hang on. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of these very, very interesting chapters in the book. Oh, my God. When we come back, we got Laura Coates on the show, everybody. We'll be right back. Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody. We're back, and our special guest is CNN uh, Senior Legal Analyst. Uh, and uh, she's on CNN uh, all the time now. She, I noticed that she stepped in and filled a uh, 
set of shoes over there. You see her every night almost uh, coming on right behind Don Lemon or in front of Don Lemon sometimes, but most of, mostly behind Don Lemon, I think. And so we've been watching that. Uh, we're a fan of hers, and she's a fan of the show. She's on here today talking about her new book. It's called Just Pursuit. And when I was going out on the break, she has some chapters that you really don't expect to see in a book from an attorney. And uh, I'm going to ask her about these. Uh, chapter one, please don't come. Chapter two, want to see something funny. Chapter three, I want no part of this. Chapter four, she needed me to believe her. And chapter five, that's not me. Wow. I mean, this doesn't sound like words from a lawyer, Laura. Well, I hope they sound like words from a human being, because we have to be in our justice system, and we have to have the wherewithal to bring our whole selves into it. And we have to think about the role of black and brown people in our criminal justice system as more than simply a defendant. We know there's no monopoly on the commission of crime, and yet we see the parade of human misery. We see the idea of how disproportionately impacted our black and brown community is in the targeting and the policing and the prosecution. And so I really wanted to peel back the curtain and personify the issues we've been talking about all across the table. And I'll, I'll begin with that first chapter because that was one of the most difficult ones for me to write. I felt so vulnerable. You know, you, you see me on CNN talking about the law, but re- rarely do you see how I feel about the law and what it really means when you are having your marching orders for justice. Here's what it can look like. And sometimes, Steve and everyone, the, the pursuit of justice creates injustice. And case in point, here I was running a regular background check, like we have to do for anyone who's going to go into the courtroom, whether it's a, a, a victim of a crime, obviously the defendant, and any witnesses you are going to call. My victim had a deportation warrant. It was decades old. He had been in the country illegally, had raised his family, had was not a law-abiding citizen person who wanted to be a citizen, was a contributing member, had to just sneeze at a police officer in the time that he remained in the country. And because the fact that he had a warrant, I was required to essentially aid in his deportation or contact ICE and try to turn him in to let them know that there was an active warrant. And I can't tell you how conflicted I was in those moments when my moral compass of what I knew was right and wrong was in direct contrast with what I was ordered. And I think in our lives, we have moments where Mm. the things that we think we would do, the moments that we think define us, who you think you will be when your back is against a wall, will shock you. And trying to reconcile your strive for civil disobedience and realizing what what injustice looks like I write about it because I don't spare myself in the criticism of the justice system in America. Wow. Wow. Do you believe that the criminal justice system can be reformed? And if so, where do we start? Absolutely. And here's where we start. By first, if you want to speak truth to power, you first have to know the truth. That's why I write throughout the chapters about what it really looks like. We're talking about mistaken identity and what it really looks like when you have prosecutorial discretion and all the way up to the judges, what sort of bias they bring in, even though they are cloaked in this black robe, they still bring themselves bias and all with them. And I think if we start to, if we know it just speaks truth to power, you have to know what the truth is, and then you can do more to reform it. Justice is not a destination. It's not a verdict. It's not one case. It's recognizing the humanity, the role of redemption, and also the role of bias and race in our legal system. And once we peel back those curtains, 
once we acknowledge it, we can actually be on the road to reform and not just pursue wow. justice, but maybe one day catch it. Mm. Ooh, yes. This is a wow. bad girl. That would be yes. that would be great. Hey, listen, everybody. Uh, Steve Harvey Nation. Here's the deal. The book is called Just Pursuit. It's out now by Laura Coates. Let's go out and get your copy today. Laura Coates, we thank you so much for joining us. Don't be a stranger, okay? I won't. Thank you. I appreciate you all so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Laura Coates. We love you, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Laura. All right, and coming up next, it is the nephew with the prank phone call for today right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, we did it and he's trying to do me. Mm, We'll get Mm. into that in just a bit. Mm. But right now, the nephew is in the building with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Well, I think we're going to do a little praise dancing this morning. Oh, really? A little praise dancing. A little praise dancing, huh? Let's go. Come on, Ken. Hello? This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How you doing? I'm looking for uh, Sister Tanya. This is Sister Tanya. Sister Tanya, this is Brother Fuller from the church. How are you? Oh, I'm well, Brother Fuller. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um... Uh, we wanted to give you a call about the uh, about the praise dancing that's at the church. First of all, I wanted to really show you how much uh, uh, you're doing a great job over there with the praise dancers, and you you definitely do a great job on uh, every third Sunday that you guys actually perform. Everybody seems to really like it. Well, thank you, thank you. What can I do for you today? There is a bit of a situation with um, you know it's been brought to our attention. We actually had a small gathering, a little meeting about it, and wanted to. I've been elected to actually give you a call. And it, who is this again? I'm sorry. Who are you again? Uh, Brother Fuller. Uh-huh. And, and 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 who had a meeting? Uh, some of the brothers at the church and and uh pastor actually sat in for a moment on it, and uh, I was actually elected to actually just give you a call. It, it, nothing that I don't think we can't get uh, rectified and, 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 you know, move on smoothly as we normally do. But I, I just think it's, we wanted to reach out to you and kind of make you aware of it if, it's a, a, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, and what things are those? Well, uh, Sister Tanya, has any of the praise dancers um, before they became praise dancers was 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 any of them strippers? I, I beg your pardon. Was any of the praise dancers that at the church that you have uh, uh, on the praise team right now was any of them strippers in the past? I'm sorry, sir. I don't. I don't really know who you are. Um, and I don't really understand this line of questioning. Like I said, I'm, I'm Brother Fuller. I don't think we've met. But uh, I, like I said, I've been elected to give you a call. Now, now it, it, it seems like what happened is this past week when you all actually uh, danced, it seemed like a couple of the girls was actually gyrating during the praise routine. Say what? Gyrating. Brother Fuller, I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you saw. None of my girls were gyrating. They were dancing for the Lord. And I think if you look through your Lord's eye, perhaps you would see them better. Instead of maybe you were looking through the gyrating eye. No, no. See, a couple of these girls, we can point them out. A couple of them have uh, uh, strip girl tendencies, evidently, because some of them have been gyrating. Strip girl tendencies. You know what? Sir, uh, I think we need to uh, complete this call. Perhaps I need to call Bishop and speak to him myself because, you know, I don't know what you do all day, but I have a real job. And I'm sitting here holding a conversation in my office about gyrating strippers in the church. Are you kidding me? 
Ma'am, listen. Now, here's a couple other things that, that they're talking about. Some of the girls' uh, feet are real ashy when you all are performing, and they want to see if maybe you can you can – I don't know. Maybe I don't know if y'all need the grip or whatever that y'all don't y'all don't put lotion on. I, we're not sure what that is. Um, as well as the the the, the, uh, the toenail polish. Everybody has three, four, five different designs and everything. Is it any way y'all can be in unison with your toenail polish? But the most important thing is the gyrating doing the dance routine. I don't know what your feet look like. I don't need you calling me, talking to me about my girls, their feet, their nail polish. Perhaps your mind should be on Jesus instead of on them. How about that? A hard you know, man I, for no, my no, mind no, no, to no. be. I don't have time. I don't have time. It's, I don't, it's I don't know what your for my mind is. to be on Jesus when somebody's shaking their butt at the church. Now, that, that's the problem. Now, you know what? Look, I'm at work. Now, I'm trying to keep a work tone. You're going to make me curse up in here. Now, let me tell you something. Don't call me anymore. I will deal with Pastor. If he has something to say with me, he can say it to me personally. But I'm done with this conversation. Are you going to deal with the gyrating is what we want to know. Maybe, you know what, it, it, it just hit me. Maybe you're one of the ones that's doing the gyrating. Look, let me tell you something. My girls ain't doing no gyrating, and neither am I. Now, I am done with this conversation. Do you understand you, me? But, but listen. I'm done. Are you done with the done. gyrating? That's done. what we want to stop. So we, can, we can't praise the Lord if the boot is in shake. You know what? Sir, look, I I got to go to work. I got to go. Now, I, I, again, I don't know what your issue is. It sounds to me like you have an issue with gyrating booties. I have not heard so much gyrating booties in one conversation in my entire life. Now, my mind is set on Jesus. I don't know what your mind is set on. Well, Sister Tanya, before you was a praise dance, uh, uh, oh, 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 ministry, over the ministry, did, did you ever use to strip? No, I didn't do no stripping. Now, did your wife do any stripping? Uh, what? Did your mama do any stripping? What, what did you Wait a minute, well, man. You heard what I said. You heard what, how you like when somebody called you and asked you if your mama did some stripping? How you like that? I got you. Um, you know what I want to know? When is the next rehearsal? That way I can come and pick out who it is that's doing oh, this no, no, job. No, 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 no. You don't have you don't have any business at my rehearsal. I don't want to see you at my rehearsal. I don't want to I don't want to see any part of you in my rehearsal. If I see you near one of my girls, I swear I'm coming up to you myself. Do you understand me? We need to find out who's doing that job. You don't need so to find out. Thing. You need to stay your butt in your own house. And, and, and I'm glad y'all ain't dancing when the plate is being passed, because ain't no telling how you act with them wands coming through that. You know what? That's it. That's it. You call me disrespecting me? I'm at work. I can't even handle this anymore. You know what? Don't call me no more. Don't look at my girls no more. Matter of fact, come near the church and see what I got for you. I want to know is you going to stop the job rating. When well, is no, you going to stop gonna do it from moving? That's, I'm not going to do it. Thing. Who you think you're talking to like that? You're supposed to be a, a minister. I'm minister to you. I'm done listening to you. Now I'm getting ready to go. Well, I got one more thing to say to you before you leave. Now you ain't got a thing to say to me. I said I was done. And I said I got one more thing to say is you listen. You know what, man? Get off my phone. I'm going to say it anyway. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your entire praise ministry congregation, all your girls, got me to prank phone call you. Oh, I'm a shitty for real. Oh, oh, oh! They got me cursing on the radio. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, I think I'm gonna have it. <laughs> hey, I got one thing to ask you, Tanya. What, what is the baddest radio show in the land? Nobody else but the Steve Harvey Morning Show. May the doors of the church open. Yeah, man. Anybody there might be one in church. There might be one. Was your mama dance? Was your mama stripper? What? Was your mama stripper? <laughs> wow. People, we gonna go to your mama. <laughs>
Mm. Ain't no telling mm. how y'all gonna act when them ones come down there. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite too, Junior. <laughs> Making it rain. Yeah. Making it rain. Boy. Feeling the moment. I sort of, uh, sort of tossed up about this. You know, I, a funny, funny prank, but I, I like when they praise dance at the church. I don't you don't like the praise dancing, dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he ain't the only one. I don't either. I, can't, I, I like the praise dancing. I love praise Come in here for the singing. I Let's like the it. singing and the preaching, you know, your interpretation. Oh, waving, spinning. Somebody got yeah. flag on. <laughs> White long gown. That's yeah, yeah, nice. That's yeah, nice. It's like the mimes that be at the church, too. Them two mimes that come to all the uh-huh. gigs. Oh, they cold, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they cold, but I... Mm, you're miming. You got on white gloves and white face. You need some words. Yeah. We do jokes. It's not a comedy jokes. show. I don't care what is it. Need words. But speaking mimes of a comedy jugglers. show... Yeah. February 11th and 12th. Matter of fact, February 10th, 11th and 12th. The nephew is in Huntsville, Alabama. Stand Up Live Comedy Club. That is Valentine's weekend along with Super Bowl weekend. Come check your boy out. Huntsville, Alabama, February 10th, 11th and 12th. February 18th through the 20th, Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore Comedy Factory. The nephew coming back. Been about three, four years. February what? 26th? St. Louis, Missouri, Sheldon Theater. That's the Sheldon Theater. March 19th, Beaumont, Texas, laying in the cut. April 1st through the 3rd, Zany's Comedy Club, Nashville, Tennessee. The nephew is on the road. There he is. All right, nephew. Coming up next, Strawberry (laughs) Subject, we did it, and he's trying to do me. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's strawberry letter and if we need if, <clears throat> time now for today's strawberry letter and if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting and more, please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click submit strawberry letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air just like we're going to read this one right here right now. And you never know, it could be yours. Mm-hmm. It could be yours. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, we did it, and he's trying to do me. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 32-year-old married woman, and I've got a problem with my district manager. For years, we flirted with each other, and it made work fun and interesting. He's married, too, so I never imagined we'd ever fool around, but we did. Here's how it happened. I've been married three years, and my husband was being distant and staying out more than he usually does. I asked if he was okay, and he said he was stressed at work, but that he's fine. Right after that, I ran into one of his female friends he went to college with, who I never really clicked with. She told me that she is praying things work out with my husband at work because she's not used to seeing him so depressed. She went on to say that my husband confided in her about an issue with his boss and how he resolved it. I could hardly breathe. I went home and he confessed to confiding in her and having dinner with her a few times to talk. He swore to me that it was nothing major, just two friends talking. I went to work the next day and I lost it. I couldn't stop crying and my manager came in to check on me. 
He took me out for coffee, and we sat in his car talking. My wrap dress had all of my goodies on display, so he reached in and rubbed a few things. He kept on rubbing until I left his car with blurred vision. Now he wants more, and I can't give him more. What my husband did was very wrong, but I honestly do not think my husband would cheat on me. My district manager is using what he knows about my marriage in his favor. He is trying to coerce me into having an affair by saying my husband doesn't my husband doesn't appreciate me and revenge sex always makes a person feel better. Is this man crazy or just being manipulative? Well, uh, you're the one that's crazy if you do let this man manipulate you into having an affair with him uh, because that is exactly what he's doing. Right now, you you say you haven't gone all the way with him, so you can walk away with something of a clear conscience. Uh, So please let that go and make sure it goes no further with your boss, okay? Uh, Because he's on ready set. He's on ready set right now. All you have to do is give him the go and, and, and he's waiting for that. So now your husband, hmm, your husband on the other hand, what, what is he doing? Hmm, you say you honestly don't believe he would cheat on you. So, so what were the dinners for? If it was just with a friend, why didn't he tell you? Why did you have to make him confess it to you? Uh, and, and he went out with her, uh, this other woman, not just once or twice, but a few times. And she's a female friend from college that you don't even, these are your words, click with. This is not adding up. It's not looking good at all because surely she knows she's not one of your favorite people. Surely she knows that. She still decided, though, to tell you about what happened between her and your husband. That was just messy. Don't you think that was messy? She knew it would throw you into something, and it did. And what does she have to gain from all this? I'm thinking your husband. So, you know, I just say definitely tell your, your your boss it's a no for you and then turn your attention to the more pressing issue of your husband, his job, and these dinner dates with this college friend of his. I, I think there's definitely something going on between them and you need to get to the bottom of it. Steve? That's not what this letter is about to me. I read these letters See, Shirley uh, be really trying to help y'all, you know. And there's a difference between me and Shirley. Because I I might try to help you sometimes. I might not. But I'm always here for entertainment. And and that's the difference between me and Shirley's response. That's what we want to hear, too, So in the entertainment, I always peel this onion back till you you tear up. We did it, and he's trying to do me. This 32-year-old married woman, she's got a problem with her district manager. For years, we flirted with each other, and it made work fun and interesting. Right there, that just tells you everything. She went to work flirting with her district manager, and she said because it made it fun and interesting. Her husband didn't know nothing about this. This was her doing. She didn't come in the house and tell her husband, you know, I go to work and I have so much fun with my district manager. We flirt with each other, and it's just made the years fun and interesting. Keep that in mind, ladies. He's married, too. So I never imagined we'd fool around, but we did. 
here's how it happened. I've been married three years. Now, for them three years, she was still flirting, having fun with the district manager. Keep this in mind now. And um, I've known my husband being distant, staying out more than he usually does. I asked if he was okay. He said he was stressed at work. True statement. We'll find out later. But that he's fine. Right after that, I ran into one of his female friends he went to college with, who I never really clicked with. She told me she is praying things work out with my husband at work because she's not used to seeing him so depressed. Eric, let's pump your brakes. Whenever a person comes to you saying they're praying for you or your situation, God don't dig at you and pray for you at the same time, and neither do real friends. All right, Steve, we'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject for today's Strawberry Letter, we did it, and he's trying to do me. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve, let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject, we did it, and he's trying to do me. Mm. Well, this 32-year-old woman been flirting with this district manager for years, and it's made work fun and interesting. She's married for three years now, but she's been doing this without her husband knowing. Okay, didn't notice her husband stand out more than usual, ass was everything fine. He said he was stressed out at work. Then you ran up into one of his female college friends who you don't really like, never click with. She told you she's praying everything works out for your husband at work because she's never used to seeing him so depressed. A woman comes to you. Tells you that they praying for you. People always be aware of people coming to you talking about, I'm praying for you in your situation. <laughs> but then it comes in the form of a deed. No, you're not. No, you're not. You ain't praying for me. That ain't how prayer works. We ain't friends. And then uh, she went on to say that your husband confided, confided in her about an issue with his boss and, not, and how he resolved it. I could hardly breathe. I went home and he confessed to confiding in her and having dinner with her. A few times of talk. He swore to me that nothing major, just two friends talking. <clears throat> I went to work the next day and I lost it. I couldn't stop crying. Now, wait a minute. Ain't you the same woman? You can't believe he confided in her. <clears throat> I bet your husband wouldn't believe that you've been with your district manager for years at work and it's been fun and interesting. Huh. See. Now, all of a sudden, he done confided in this college girl, and they done had dinner a couple times. Now, you can't, you you crying at work. I bet your husband would have been crying if he'd have known you was at work flirting with your district manager. See, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't do one thing, and then when it happened to you, now it's all messed up. Now, the whole letter is you think your man cheating on you. I couldn't stop crying. And then my manager came in to check on me. He took me out to coffee. We sat in his car talking. Now, you at work now. You 32. My wrap dress had all my goodies on display. It was the size of the wrap dress that had your goodies on display and the way you were sitting in that car. You know how wrap dresses fit. They wrap. They unwrap. So when you sat in the car, it wasn't wrapped no more because it wasn't enough fabric in the first damn place. <laughs> what? He reached in and he rubbed a few things. He kept on rubbing till I left his car with blurred vision. Now, he done rubbed you all between your thighs and all on your cleavage in this wrap dress till you had blurred vision. 
Well, what kind of rubbing was going on in this car? Well, I bet your husband would have been amazed to find this out. You've been flirting for years. Now you in the car rubbing till you got blurred vision. Oh, I know what he was doing. I know how to rub and went. I know how to induce blurred vision. I cross your eyes. Yeah. I had you sitting in that car cockeyed. That's right. <laughs> I had you all up in the back of your head if you let me rub like I know how to rub. See, that's what district manager would do. He would rub until you got blurred vision. You don't get blurred vision from somebody running across his hand across your chest. That ain't how you blur your vision. You got to get in the, one of them creases of them where that wrap dress open up at. And it open in two parts. It open up at the thighs in the wrap dress and it open up in the cleavage at the wrap dress. He in both them areas. Cause your vision blurred. Now he wants more and I can't give him more. You didn't say you didn't want to. You said you can't. What my husband did was very wrong, but honestly, I don't think my husband would cheat on me. I bet your husband don't think you'd be in the car getting rubbed on till your, till your vision got blurred either. But you did. My district manager's using what he knows about my marriage in his favor. You told him. He's trying to coerce me into having an affair by saying my husband doesn't appreciate me. Well, you should ask him, does he appreciate his, his wife? Because it's a lot of non-appreciative people on this, in this letter right now. Then he says, and revenge sex always makes a person feel better. Revenge sex, that's the stupid approach. Your district manager, dumb. You don't use revenge sex as the approach to getting yours. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to make a person feel like you can be there for him. Let's talk about this some more. Let's get somewhere and get in the consolation part. You know, that's the stupid approach. Revenge sex always make a person feel better. Nah, that, that's the dumb approach. He should be more consoling so he could do more rubbing if that's Jealous. what he wants. Now, Jealous. is this man crazy or just being manipulative? He both. He crazy for using the stupid ass approach that he used. He was almost <laughs> home with the goodies with just rubbing. Now he talking about revenge sex. And is he being manipulative? Yes. And are you willing? Yes. Have you been flirting for years? Yes. Have you been in the car with him getting rubbed on till your vision got blurred? Yes. Did your husband go to dinner with this woman? Yes. Did he talk about his problems? Yes. Everybody in this letter wrong, and you want us to tell you how wrong your husband is. I think you the wrong person in the letter, and I think you get what you put out. Uh-uh. <laughs> You're not going to blame her. Oh, <laughs> Post your comments on today's oh, Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter <laughs> podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, we'll have Sports Talk with Junior right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for Sports Talk with Junior. What you got, Junior? I don't know, Shirley, what's going on with these NFL players, but crazy is going through here. Now, I, I don't know what the, I don't know if you saw this, us, but Cleveland Brown defensive tackle Malik McDowell was arrested oh. for public exposure and assaulting an officer down in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Did you see this, Tommy? I saw this. What? Butt what? naked. Butt naked. What? Butt naked. Out in what? public. 
Yeah, fighting police. Running down the street, fighting the popos, butt naked. Uh, pull it up, man. Man, naked. you had to see it. Yeah, yes. Huh? What? Send it to me. Man. Okay, hold on. I just, I don't Wait know. Wait a minute. If... He was fighting the police butt naked. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and dropping them hands on him. Putting them hands on him, too. <laughs> the officer said he was dazed. Naked, though. <laughs> well, he, he looked like he naked. did it before. He looked like he done done this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he been in a lot of locker room fights and stuff, so maybe he might have a naked fight experience. But what drug was this, though? Yeah. I don't know what this is, man. The brown See, that ain't is... weed. So what is no. it? No. No, that is not weed. The brown police, they released a statement which said, we understand the severity of this matter and our thoughts are for all well-being for people that are involved. We have no further comment at this time. But I'm just saying, man. Well, we, we, what he going <laughs> to have to do is go to the go-to one right now. Yeah. Mental health issues. Mm-hmm. He got to go there. Mm. No. So this was, it was just crazy, man. But in other good news, though, I'm uh, really proud of this, though. The Boston Bruins retired the number 22 in honor of Willie O'Ree, the first black NHL player Oh, my gosh, this was a nice ceremony for him, man. He's the 12th player in Bruins history to have his number retired. He played from 1958 to 1979. He is now 86 years old. His number has been retired 64 years later. So no one will ever wear the number 22 again. He played more than 1,100 games. He is referred to as the Jackie Robinson of ice hockey. He is also in the NHL Hall of Fame. He was inducted in November of 2018. Mr. Willie O'Ree, congratulations, sir. You did that, sir. Congratulations, brother. Congratulations. That is big, man. And, Junior, I want to commend you on on actually reading this story like you knew what you was talking about. Congratulations on that. Thank you, sir. I did my best. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much, huh? Thank you. I just sent you to to do Oh, yeah, he just sent it to you. I just oh, sent it okay. to you. You got to see that. You got to understand it. He has to do that, man. So, congratulations, Mr. Willie O'Ree, man. We're proud of you. Thank you so much for opening these doors. All these black NHL players we got now. You was the first. He was in there. All right, Junior, thank you. Coming up next at the top of the hour, Stevie Wonder calls out lawmakers who refuse to take action on voting rights, and we'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Stevie Wonder is calling for the Senate to pass voting rights legislation immediately. Now, on the evening of Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday, that was January 17th, of course, Stevie shared a video message in which he issued a call to action to lawmakers who refused to act on voting rights. Take a listen. Any senator who cannot support the protection of voting rights in the United States of America cannot say that they support the Constitution. Stop the hypocrisy. Cut the bull-ish. If you care and support our rights, do the hard work. You can't please everybody, but you can protect all of us. And to keep it all the way real, the filibuster is not working for democracy. Why won't you? Go ahead, Stevie. Yes, Stevie. That's truth. That's truth. Cut it. See, the filibuster doesn't work for democracy, but it works for people to hold their power in their position. Yes, yes. That's all sir. the filibuster. The, 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 the filibuster 
isn't even a law. It's it's not even a law. Mm. It's just something that they created to do. They could disband it. It's not a law. It is not even a. It's it's the craziest thing, man. How they've managed the minority has managed to hold on to these things to yes. control the majority. The yes. electoral college vote is so the minority has a bigger say than the majority. That's what it's for. That's why they'll never get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It, it was for slave-owning states to maintain a level of control. Right. And that same mess, man, is in place today. That's the right. hypocrisy of this country, it's alarming, man. It is alarming. And that in the year 2022, we still have to ask white people for rights. And we got to ask them for it. Yeah. And we got to keep asking white people for rights. Hmm. This is bull sugar hunt iced tea. That's like all this is. If this was happening to white people, it would have been resolved. Mm-hmm. I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now, mm-hmm. do this to white people and see what happens. Tell white people that you don't have the same voting rights. Tell white people they got they got to jump through hoops for freedom. Tell white people that you're not really included in this constitution. Tell it to them. Go tell white people you can't get the same education. Go tell it to white people and watch what. Oh, oh, yeah. Watch. Oh yeah. Laws will be changed. Watch. <laughs> All right. So also go tell Ma- Mansion. Go mm-hmm. tell Mansion in West Virginia mm-hmm. that what we're doing to black people, we're going to do to you. Watch yes. what mm-hmm. happens. Hmm. Watch. Yeah. Uh, also, go uh, tell Alex- any white person we're going to now start treating you like we treat all black people and watch what happens. How the hell are we still doing this in 2022? America is so full of hypocrisy, man. This is the most hypocritical country on earth. It's the greatest nation. Prove it. We're the greatest nation, but we got the highest incarceration rate in the world. We're the greatest nation. We got the highest COVID deaths in the world. We the greatest nation. We got the worst uh, health care system in the world, but we supposed to be the richest. Canada got a better health care system. We, we got way more money than Canada. We're the greatest at being the worst. You know that, don't you? <laughs> mm. We're the greatest when it comes to treating people unequal. We're the best at that. But making yep. them think that they are equal, but doing stuff to constantly show that they're not. Woo. Oh, yeah. okay. We great. lead the no, we're world the best at that. yeah. That's what we in do. violence. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> That's what we violence. Okay. All right, thank you, Steve. We'll have more of today's trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Carla is here with music news. What you got, Carla? 
Well, it's more of award news and nominations. The NAACP Image Award nominations were announced the other day. And we all know the Image Award honors the excellence of people of color, movies, television, music, Mm -hmm. literature, podcasting. Jennifer Hudson, Little Nas X, Megan Thee Stallion, Regina King are all in the running for Entertainer of the Year. Of course, Mm. the, the movies, The Harder They Fall, TV show, Issa Rae's Insecure, and R&B singer Her lead the nominations in film, TV, music, and yes, she is. She's a bad girl. Yes, she is. And we have to say congratulations. Drum roll, please. Celebrity Family Feud, hosted by our very own Steve Harvey, is nominated for Best Game Show. Yeah, congratulations, Steve. All right, Steve. That's big. That's big news. Lord, he needs it. God needs to go somewhere, man. He just needs to quit clowning with me. (laughs) I want to apologize to my haters because here he go again. My bad. I'm sorry. I told you who I belonged to, and I told you who I was. And he keeps showing up for me again. And here we go, something else. Oh, I'm, I want to apologize to my haters, man. Boy, if I win, boy. <laughs> Let the hate continue. Oh, oh, All right. I don't know what to do. Thank you, guys. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after the hour. We'll play a round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time for a round of Would You Rather. All right, Mm. here we go. Would you rather, think about this one, would you rather live on the beach, okay, or would you rather live in a cabin in the woods? On the beach. On the beach. On the beach or a cabin in the woods? Black people don't do cabin in the woods. Mm -hmm. That ain't really what we do. Do they do beaches? We do beaches. Let me ask you okay. a question. Do you have a house on the beach? <laughs> oh, you just out oh. on the scene? Oh, you not just out there. Oh. It's just out here on playing survival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't just be eagle. Yes, Shirley, do we have a house? <laughs> you can have a you can have a a, a, a little house on the beach. Uh, wait, wait oh. a minute. I don't want a little house. Or a beautiful cabin in the woods. A little house on the beach or a beautiful cabin in the mm-hmm. woods? Um, I, might have well, to, I might have to go to the woods. Hmm. Gonna, you got to do a season. Take that beautiful cabin in that woods. I'm a beautiful cabin in the woods or a little house on the beach? Yeah. Eh, give me the- I'm cutting half them trees down in the woods, though. I need. To, I got to be a seat. <laughs> yeah. no, I got to. What's- I need a little bit of... Uh, I need a little clear before you walk up to the house because there's yeah. stuff in the woods. Too. Well, isn't there yeah, a scary I, movie I called I can't Cabin walk outside and, and all us on the back porch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the beach, you can walk out to the water, walk along the beach, clear your head, run yeah, on the beach. Yeah, but you got us in that little house, though. That's uh-huh. the little house. Okay, but it's the been beach. hurricane season. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the beach. Way wash up, hit your window, bust your window. Now your ass in there wet. No, no you in there wet. A bear can come woods. in the woods. A bear can be in the woods. Yeah, bear. Like when we got that clearing, coming we... that house. <laughs> yeah, knock that little cabin down. Okay, all right. So I think you guys are torn. I think you guys are kind of torn on that one. Watch what you got next, Shirley. All right, here I go. Would you rather be stuck in traffic? Would you rather never be stuck in traffic again? 
never be stuck in traffic again, period? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather never get a cold? I missed it. I missed it. The second part. Would you rather never be stuck in traffic again, or would you rather never get a cold? What? Yeah. Oh, I never. I never get a cold. I don't care about no traffic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never hey, get a cold. Mark. Never get or a cold. Or would you rather never, never be stuck in traffic? See, I hate being stuck in traffic. <laughs> I don't want no cold if I ain't got to have one. Especially not not, not these yeah, days. I'm going to so. go stay away from that cold because that turned into something else. The traffic, we're going to eventually go home. I got to drive anyway. Hell, I'm sleeping. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah what are you worried about? Not that you stunting on would you rather. <laughs> yeah, let me go me on too. flex. <laughs> I'm going to flex. I got to drive. I ain't finna do this no more. Go ahead. What else you got? All right, that's it. We got to get out of here. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, it is the last break of the day with Steve's closing remarks right after this. It's the last. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are. Last break of the day on this Thursday. Wow, what a week, huh? Started yeah. off with the holiday mm-hmm. and Steve's mm-hmm. birthday. Birthday mm-hmm. boy week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're still celebrating, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just keep, keep, you know, just gonna keep it going, huh? What are you gonna do for the rest yeah. of the day? Mm. You don't want haters Have gonna hate fishing, say man? it. Say you don't want to say it. Gonna go with the shark. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't worry about the haters. No, I, Steve don't do that. I don't. You know, my wife is adventurous. I don't. I don't do none of that, man. I don't. I ain't. I ain't I my saw her. Push. See, my job is to protect her. Not diving that water with a butcher knife and end a shark life, but <laughs> on her amazing nice shallow ass water. But that's all I'm doing. I'm just watching, to make sure don't nothing happen. I'm right there. I jump in if I got to, but I'm gonna jump in and kill it though. <laughs> You're not just jumping in, you know. <sighs> oh no no no! These sharks they don't even have teeth, and the way they eat, they suck. They don't really, they don't chomp oh, down on stuff. They suck. Right. Oh okay. It's, it's so a, a mistake can't even happen. Well, you can st- it's still a wild animal, so anything could happen, you know. They got little sandpaper teeth. Okay. Their teeth is like sandpaper. So they suck food. They don't chew it. They don't tear. Sandpaper can hurt a little bit. I mean, you know, things can happen, you know. Like you have to you wear shoes when you're playing with them sharks because they, they don't want to make your toes think they food. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's information we need. That's little stuff like that I didn't need to hear. What was your question, Tommy? You been fishing off your boat? Yeah. No, it ain't. Not a fishing boat. They don't do no fishing. No, it ain't a fishing boat, but surely they got a rod on them. Come on. Pretty sure they do, but uh, that ain't what my country has come out here to do. So (laughs) just, you know. It's a lot of a lot of things you can do. You're just going to participate. And just keep it going. I don't really want to talk about it because I don't okay. want to. You know, the well, other people be listening. You know, so. yeah, what you want to ask me, Junior? What's the cigar count you just smoked by now? Since your birthday. Oh. oh. <laughs> since Monday? Come on. <laughs> yeah, since Come on. Mo- it's since up 17. there. Ain't it? <laughs> it's been up there. Huh? 17. About 17, I'm smoking. I ain't really smoke oh. a lot. You know, Do you just eat? Like, you know, I might. I, <laughs> hell yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Eating the guy gym and everything. And my ass going to the gym today, though. I got to uh-huh. stay. 
What have you been eating? I stay fish. German chocolate cake. Yes, all the cake. I had some German chocolate cake. You know, it's a French chef. You know, I got, he need to, somebody need to introduce his ass to peach cobbler pound cake, something like that. Oh, all these little parfaits and moussons. Yeah, peach cobbler. Tart. When you make a tart, you you mean oh, a, a tiny ass version of no, pie? Of a pie. Anybody oh. just thought, how about pie, dog? It's <laughs> <laughs> just tart. <laughs> and it'd be stuff, the stuff that you don't really need to be making a pie. Who the hell wants to eat a kiwi tart? What is this? <laughs> a kiwi tart. I'll be going, man, if you don't get some peaches and get some crust up in here. Some problem. And some sugar. Uh, je ne sais pas. No, pie. <laughs> Is he familiar with sweet potato pie? Did he know anything about it? Oh, no, no. They, they, these pumpkin pie people out here, Jim. <laughs> Strictly. Sweet potato pie. <laughs> oh, they believe in pumpkin pie, pumpkin soup. They love pumpkin. I be going, pumpkin soup. This <laughs> soup. Y'all don't know how to make potato soup? <laughs> yes, it's just different, different culture. You got to get over there. Put caviar on everything. I be going, damn. There we go. Have my food. Nice. Put caviar Load on it up. every damn thing. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. talking about caviar. Hey, listen, I want to give you all this piece of encouragement with the last couple minutes I got. Uh, 2022 can be the greatest year of your life if you expect it to be. You have to project the thoughts that you want returned to you. Everything starts with the thought, you all. No dream come true without starting a thought. Once you start the thought, that enables you to start the process. But it starts with your thinking. You have to change the way you think. Make 2022 the best year of your life by changing it to the best thoughts of your life. Positive thoughts bring about positive results, period. It works no other way. You can ask any person that's successful. It starts with how you think. Remove negativity from your thought process and positivity will invade your life space. That is a fact. That scripture, a man is as he thinketh, that, that's the law of attraction, that's how a remote control works. That's how it all works, man. It does not work any different, and it will not work any different for you. The law of attraction is real whether you understand it, believe it, or adhere to it. It's still the same law of attraction. You attract what you put out. In 2022, focus on putting out positive imagery of yourself. Stop allowing people who do not create you who do not love you, who do not have your best interests at heart and don't know anything about you, determine how you feel about yourself. You can control the narrative of yourself. You elevate your thoughts, you elevate your life. That's your mission for 2022. Y'all have a great day. God bless you. Talk to God. He'd love to hear from you. I'm going to do the same myself. God willing, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Keep your head up.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 